Welcome to the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, Head of Consumer Finance at Jornaya. Uh, thrilled to have Josh Friend, uh, founder and CEO of Accelerate, with us today to talk about customer experience, to talk about what we're going to be uh, looking at next year from an industry standpoint, how lenders can make their adjustments to prepare for shifts in it. But before we get into a, a deep dive on that topic, uh, Josh, welcome to the show. If you don't mind giving an introduction of yourself, your background, how you got into the industry, and and what is Incelerate. Yeah, great, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me. Um, so, kind of, you know, the background. I've been in the mortgage industry for 21 years. I got in as a loan officer uh, in '99. Uh, by 2003, I started my first mortgage company and started using technology to really drive mortgage companies I was running. Um, and Celerate came from one of the uh, mortgage businesses I was involved with, which was People's Bank. We built the platform originally for them. Um, as it was successful, other people wanted to use it. So it's, you know, CRM, lead management, marketing automation, really managing the customer experience from first to low to repeat customer to, you know, customer for life. It's really what we've done. So I've had a passion for this industry uh, in the mortgage industry for a long time. I've trained Loan officers, processors, underwriters, you name it, uh, shippers, funders, post-closers. I did our trade desk for a while. I used to do a run secondary. So I really do, you know, I really like this industry and, um, you know, we really want to help lenders close more loans. That's kind of our passion right now is how do we help our customers do more? So soup to nuts, you've seen it as, as <laughs> Everything. an actual mortgage guy. You didn't, you didn't get into it saying I'm going to be a technology guy and serve the mortgage industry. You're a mortgage guy and and develop the technology to use for yourself and then ultimately found others would uh would take use to it yeah yeah it was yeah that's exactly right you know it's funny my first business partner in 2005 was <clears throat> says um josh you really should go in the technology like i know you like this mortgage thing and you're good at it but you're building on technology for us right now and you really should go sell technology <laughs> that's probably and it took me you know, over 10 more years before I did that. But that was, uh, yeah. So I'm a mortgage guy. You know, I love the industry, right? Especially right now, if you're in the mortgage industry, who's not excited about being in the mortgage industry right now? It, it's, it, how could you not, right? It's been a wild ride. I've, I've uh, mentioned it to a few people. I, it, if you've been paying attention to, you know, the housing wires, national mortgage news, the NBA website, and just seeing the roller coaster that it's been this year, you've gotten a doctoral level education on mortgage. I've been in mortgage for a number of years and it was very much focused on the origination side of the business, uh, originating, marketing. And it wasn't really until you know, the past, uh, well, I'd say a couple of years where I started gaining interest on the other side of the business, capital markets, et cetera. But really this year, it's just been absolutely eye-opening to see everything. And it's very intriguing. Um, it's been nice to pay attention to and, and learn from all. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, and it, it's good. It's good knowledge to understand how the market works and people don't realize how much markets work, which is why I think next year is going to be interesting um, for the mortgage industry. You know, there's going to be, which I'm happy about great opportunity, right? When there'll mm -hmm. be some change in how business is done. Um, there's been a change going on, but next year will be a, uh, will be a interesting year for the industry as well. Uh, in there that, yeah, so you know we're seeing news that lenders are hitting record margins, record volumes, handling uh, loan volumes that are two, three, four times the normal capacity 
uh, hiring back office staff like crazy, loan officers are, are making a killing. Uh, all great for those in the industry this year, but just before this, we were talking Mortgage Bankers Association is predicting refinances to be, I think about half yep. of what they're, uh, what they're doing in 2020. Purchase is gonna pick up, but that's quite a big shift. I mean, a lot of lenders don't just go from being a refinance shop to being a purchase shop. It's, it's a dramatically different sales process for loan officers. Um, but what are you seeing? What are you hearing from lenders as to how they view next year? What are they doing to prepare for it? How does that affect, I mean, how do they handle the customer experience aspect of uh, consumers coming in? And yeah, what are you hearing? Yeah. So it's interesting. Good question. You know, there's a handful of people in the mortgage industry still and what their long-term strategy is. Some people are really aware of the market's changing and they're proactively changing. Some people are aware the market's changing and they're not really sure what to do yet. And some people are, I guess, making so much money, they don't really care. And then two years from now, they'll go, oh, I guess the market changed, but I've retired. I, you know, I don't know what it is. I, something will change. But I, I think, um, so lenders are looking at, I mean, from a high level, you talk about capital markets. One thing lenders have to look at next year is margin compression. We've had record margins. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've talked to our lenders and seen what they're getting on the execution and trade and what they're selling loans for. It's like, this is... It, bigger than what subprime tapes used to be back in 2004 and like these high you know, expensive loans. This is very, very um, rich, extremely rich. So lenders are operating on this really big profit margin right now. They, when the market changes, they will see, you're going to see rate compression, right? That's just, you, you'll, you'll have to see margin compression. That'll change. Mm -hmm. um, and then the lenders that are really proactive, they're preparing for purchase and they're preparing for it by taking the approach that, this trend of COVID shut us down, made us stay at home, isn't going away. And consumers are gonna be online and more in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. And your consumer is out looking for their house. And when they go to buy their home, um, they're on an app, it's Zillow or Redfin or whatever, you know, what app it's on. And somewhere there's a way to get a mortgage. So if you're in the purchase business and you have a retail footprint, your consumer is definitely digital. Expects a digital world. They're interacting with you probably digitally. So those lenders are starting to figure out how do you buy leads in my local market? How do I start bringing purchase into this? You know, we've had some lenders have like a really interesting hybrid retail consumer direct model mm -hmm. where they have an inside and outside team and they work kind of tandem um, and it's very effective. So those companies are starting to really prepare for purchases are starting to understand how do we get a hold of all this digital side? And if you're in a, a lender, what I think it's great about it is uh, right now, Purchase leads are always very inexpensive because lenders typically don't want to buy them. <laughs> so there's a lot of them. And then, you know, using technology like you have at Jernia, if you can use a digital transaction, you know, someone's list their house is looking for a new, new loan, right? How do you then interject technology in there to drive that person to call you, connect with you, you call them, text, email, whatever it may be. So lenders that are really proactively um, building integrations that is what, you know, really I think how we're preparing, seeing prepare. Yeah, we, we've seen, you know, before the pandemic started, we had on average see a consumer begin their shopping journey about 170, 180 days before closing a transaction. With rates as low as they are, with housing, I mean, purchases are crazy right now. I mean, houses are going so quick, going for over listing price, uh, bidding wars taking place you know, more so uh, than in many years past. 
we've seen that shopping journey condensed quite a bit to now be almost a uh, hundred days from when they first begin shopping until they ultimately close. Now we'll see what happens when rates tick back up a little bit and, and what 2021 has in store for us. But when it comes to purchase and where we're working with a lot of clients is knowing exactly which individual consumers are in market for purchase and market for refi. So you can customize the message on the purchase side, keeping your brand in front of them at the right time. So as they're doing that, cause you're right, people are more hesitant to go to open houses. Those that are listing the houses are more open to, you know, they want to tell the realtors, we only want serious people walking through here, which means there's a whole heck of a lot more digital shopping that's taking place, virtual tours. I've even heard of realtors doing FaceTime tours of houses for clients, right? So again, you have a lot happening on the mobile device. I'm yeah. picking up on those behaviors to, to identify who's high intent, who's ready to go, who's just kind of dancing around a little bit and at the very early stage of their shopping journey. Um, but it's that customer ex experience piece that I think a lot of people are focusing on, not only gaining the data to know where the consumer's at in their journey, but the marketing automation side and the treatment of actually deploying the right strategy uh, has been pretty top of mind. It's a great time to invest in uh, in those resources right now because everyone's making good money, but you got to prepare for that shift. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that, um, <clears throat> you know, we're seeing the lenders that are using uh, more data intelligence and it, it is helping them prepare for the future. And that's what mm -hmm. you have to think about is, you know, next year, think about this year, all these record transactions you're doing, are you going to get the, you know, loan two, three, four, five from them? And, you know, they expect a digital world. I'm not surprised that the 170 days went to hundred days. I think there's a couple of drivers. Um, one is only going to speed up this digital trans, trans transformation industry. And what I'm talking about is, you know, I've been in this industry for, you know, 20 something years, and there's been this term consumer direct when we talk about overall retail originations, there's consumer direct and there's retail. Retail goes out there, shakes hands, presses flesh, gets referrals. And there's consumer direct, which I focused on, which was let's market and get customers to call us, or let's find customers for us to call and interact with. Let's put people in a call center, manage that transaction. Those lines are blurring now, right? You, they're, they're not as separate as they once were. And to your point, because if I'm on my phone doing a virtual FaceTime tour of a house, I'm looking at it. When I get done, I may potentially see an ad for a mortgage when I play a game. Like that's a, a real thing. Like I may get targeted right then and there. Within two minutes, I'm getting an email from some lender saying, hey, we, you know, we're the easiest loan. You know, get your loan in two minutes from us, right? Fill out this information. Here's your rates. We're, you know, triple A rate it and you know, we're great customer service and I'm on the phone and I, and I tried to call you maybe, Mike, you know, you're my loan officer at the bank that I worked at last time and it takes you three days to call me back or you don't call me or I don't get a hold of you or you don't know you called me or I inquired for a loan and no one's called me. All of a sudden I, I lose a customer. That's why retention rates are so low. It's only gonna speed up. It, it, and it is, I've seen case studies about, uh, there's a lot of on the retail side, on the broker side, uh, where there's not a whole lot of marketing automation in place to help drive activity and prioritize activity, where consumers, leads, will go uncontacted for days at a time 
uh, and maybe not even an email, which obviously makes it incredibly hard to convert. Um, and you're not serving your realtor partner by not calling the, you know, the consumer and trying to get them going. So, um, but we have seen that movement too of, of those lines being blurred because using technology like Incelerate um, has become easier and easier to deploy for companies of all sizes. It's no longer this massive heavy lift uh, to get up and running. Uh, I mean, it's a commitment. You want to make sure you're providing a good customer experience. You want to test that experience. You want to make sure it's working the way you expect it to work. But once you have that up and running, it's it's on autopilot for the most part, where you're just kind of making tweaks here to constantly improve. Um, but man, it's amazing that there are still uh, companies out there and loan officers out there where, you know, leads just fall to the floor and then randomly get picked up days later. Um, that consumer is gone. They're going somewhere else. Yeah, and it, yeah, I, we we have done uh, we call our MBA study uh, for four years. We um, we get a list of approximately a thousand lenders, top lenders according to the MBA Mortgage Bankers Association, and go online and apply for a mortgage, whatever method they have, like contact me now, whatever it may be, and track the responses. Every study we have done, over fifty percent of the time, the lender hasn't even responded at all, zero response, not even an email nothing. And then the people that did respond of the 50 plus or the less than 50% that did respond, the average attempt time was 1.3 times. So lenders really don't, you know, cause they've moved on. They're, they're down they're somewhere else. They're mm -hmm. not following up. Right. And especially right now we're not following up because the, the people have hold times, you know, if, if, you know, you're, if you're a loan yeah. officer, you're, you're as busy as can be. So that's when automation becomes really important because it becomes, makes you much more efficient. Like, how do you prioritize your day? How do you know who's most valuable to call and work on, right? So systems like Incelerate do that, right? That's making loan officers much more productive. You know, who do they talk to? Who should they work with? Alerts and prioritizations. And then obviously automated communication strategies. If you're not calling the customer, at least the system is, right? right? I, haven't, I haven't called you, um, but now I'm, uh, you're getting a ring of voicemail from me saying, you know, something great news, whatever it may be, or a text from me. Or you may, I may show up in your Facebook post, right? So you can target customers. So now when you're working with your customer, you're like enveloping these customers, you know, and every, everywhere they go, they see you and you're building brand with them. And loan officers can now do that easily and efficiently. And if you do that well now, you can do it well in a year from now or two years from now, you can continue to do more and more transactions with these customers. Yeah, and, and also when you do make those engagements, when you do pick up the phone and call out to the customer, that an email is then not going out a couple hours later saying, hey, I'm still trying to get a hold of you. It's, it's a centralized system, understanding all of the engagements to know what the next proper message and timing of that message is going to be. Yeah, I, you know, that's a really good point. And it's fundamentally why I originally built Incelerate for myself. Because I had automated marketing and I was trying to manage loan officers and processors and understand are we contacting the consumers based off of our SLAs, they work in the right path and, and then automate communications when they weren't hearing from them. But what I found out was, well, my loan officers would say, Hey, I spoke to this person, you know, three hours ago, Josh, why they just get an email from us saying, you know, it's been a week and a half since I heard from you. There's this big disconnect. How do you, how would you know? So we start tying that together. Then also gave us a better understanding of how customers interact with you. Cause you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure some, 
consumers never get on a phone. Some, um, but most people will still get on the phone once, maybe twice. They're going to have a call. They may not, they may do a lot of it through email or a lot of it through text, which we track and manage that as well, but you're still, there's a phone call involved. And a lot of customers are on the phone all the time, right? So you have to manage this. And, you know, as COVID happened, our lenders were really happy with inbound call routing. So now, you know, instead of them being at an office system and the office phone system, managing how the calls were coming in, they could actually get toll-free number from us. And that would be the number that they could actually have their customers call, could route the calls based off of, you know, whose customer it was, or if they didn't have a customer, what state this customer is in. So make sure it goes the right loan officers through distribution rules and actually manage this transition from an online offline, you know, online world. And then, then ultimately, if I get that call or that lead, make sure that you're not one of the 50% of lenders that never call or never reach out to it. The inbound call routing, I feel that that's one of the areas that gets missed pretty big by lenders. Yes, you have, uh, especially if you're not a bank, right? You have to consider states, but that's almost the end of where I feel a lot of lenders go. A call comes in, whether you're looking at the area code or you're doing a database dip to know, you know, the address of that consumer that's calling in based on the caller ID and then routing it by state. But there's not a whole lot of additional layers of work of understanding, is this a consumer that's currently in process? If so, who is the processor? Um, if you have someone that's a servicer, is this consumer a high risk at refinancing? If so, maybe that should get routed over to a loan officer, even though they're calling in on the customer service line. I mean, there's a lot more that can be done there based on inbound call routing. And I don't think a lot of people thought about, about that before because there was never really a, you know, it's kind of the mentality of more phone calls is better uh, because you're going to do more production. But then all of a sudden when you had rates hit all-time lows, on top of that, uh, stay-at-home orders and people getting laid off or furloughed, and then forbearance coming out and everyone has all these questions. You now have multiple reasons why people could be calling in that could lead to a new transaction, could lead to someone not being able to make their mortgage payment, could lead into, I heard about this thing called forbearance, what is it? Yeah. But anyone who had a sophisticated call routing process in place already, probably managed that influx of calls pretty well. Yeah. Others, you just have frustrated loan officers who are saying, okay, let me transfer you over to talk about forbearance. That's not me. And it takes their time away from the queue, um, answering other phone calls that could be legitimate opportunities. So uh, that's an area that I, I, I'd love to dig in on uh, more in the future and just understanding as in my conversations with lenders, what did they do before? How have they adjusted and how are they doing it? Because it, I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough as lead routing, lead optimization, and marketing automation. Um, so I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on, yeah, on that I, side of it, but that's I, a, a I would yeah. agree with you. I mean, you mentioned something, servicing, and we actually have a servicing client that, that does this, has done this for almost three years now. When their servicing platform gets a call that comes in, they look at the caller ID, if they type in their loan number, it's, they send it to us. If they don't type a loan number and they match their call ID, they send it to us, they hit our API, we let them know, is this someone in, in Accelerate? And is this someone that is an identified target for a refinance versus a servicing question? If they say, if it's identified target, it gets routed to loan officers. The loan officers answer the phone 
And inside Accelerate, they have a servicing screen that gives them all the servicing information they want anyways. Your balance is this, your escrow is this, your payoff date's this, your last payment. Well, they have all the basic information and they go, oh, by the way, looks like you might need a refinance. You know, I have all your information. Then they actually hit a button. They see everything from the last file and they go, are you still working at ABC Pharmacy? Are you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Great. Listen, I just ran your credit. Let's get you approved again. They started growing production to, I think it was 2017 and 18. So were some of their best years. And as you know, that was actually the market had gone down, but they had just their, their retention and their, and their growth in their direct group had just gone through the roof because now they were getting all that runoff, right? Cause they were the first at bat if someone had a question, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's all other things they do along with that, but that's a really great way to actually, you know, someone's on the phone, they're calling you and that's the best time ever to talk to them about an opportunity. And you're matching them up with the right person who is looking for, would this right. person benefit from a transaction? And An have, they're, they're totally looking at that opportunity with the right mindset, as opposed to a customer service representative whose job is to make sure that the consumer gets their questions answered and is given a good experience, but not are so, they eligible for a transaction? Will they benefit from a transaction? It's totally different sales versus customer service. And that's a prime example of, of something that uh, a service are identified and, yeah, and, and, and if you think about executed it, on. Yeah. If you think about it, it's, it's ultimately it improves the customer experience because truthfully, if I call someone and they're like, oh, I already have all your mortgages are commodity. Let's just be honest. They're a commodity. It's a, it's a Fannie Mae loan. It's a Freddie Mac loan. It's a VA loan. It's getting sold to Jenny Mae. Jumbos are not, but it's even still kind of a commodity as well at this point. So we're selling a commodity. So we can only separate ourselves with service. Right. And so what does that look like? So if I'm calling in and I'm calling because I want to know what my payoff is, and then you go, Hey, listen, you might be able to benefit from a refinance. We could save you $3,000 a year. And by the way, here's your payoff. And I go, Oh, wow. And you know, we already have most of your information. Let me just hit a few buttons and let's get you about that's great service. That's helping your customer. They want that, right? You want, you would want, you know, uh, when I was at people's bank, we had this thing called the grandma test, which I really like. And it was simple. How would you treat your well-revered grandma? Meaning you, you liked your grandma. Most people do. Some maybe don't, but most people like the grandmas. How would you want your grandma to be treated at the grandma test? Right. And this fits that, right? If you're a servicer and a consumer calls in and you can help them and they are in the market to refinance and you can save them money, you should tell them and give them that opportunity. That's good service. That's, you know, it's a good thing because now they can save money and you're, you know, obviously it's a win-win. Yep. Yep. That's, that's a great one. We, uh, we talk to folks all the time about saying, if we, if we provide a signal saying a consumer's in market, you know, on your portfolio, when they call in, if you know, they've been in market, we've signaled on that consumer sometime in the past, you know, week or month or whatever it may be. And that person calls in routed over to someone who, who can start digging and identifying, you know, are, does it benefit for a refinance? Are they looking for a new home? Uh, are they looking to upgrade, downgrade, whatever it may be, and collecting that information so you know how to then follow up more appropriately, or if there's a transaction opportunity right then and there. Yeah, so. uh, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be what changes. Lenders that do this well and can understand the complete digital interaction with their consumers from phone call to in-person to text to email and can manage the transaction. They're the ones that are going to build customers for life. And they're going to, you know, in five years, I think in five years from now, there's going to be a lot of consolidation in our marketplace. Um, and I think there's going to be some people that really are investing in technology. And in five years from now, are going to take up a lot of market share. So those lenders, that, which is what I think is great opportunity. 
for lenders because that means there's a shift that's going to happen because the reality is the technology is there now to do this. Right. So there, you know, you still have to go get a few vendors to make it all work, but the technology is there now to make this very effective. You can engage your customers now in all these transactions with our platform, one piece of software, right? You're able to engage in all these channels, manage the transaction, manage the data. So, you know, you, you only need a few more things and you have an LLS and, you know, pricing and you can do this transaction now. So, you know, we're excited about, you know, helping lenders next year do that. And you know, this year has been a great year for us, uh, you know, as growth wise as well. So, um, you know, we think the market is going to be great next year for those lenders who invest now to your point, invest now. Um, you have the money, put it to work. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, great. Well, I think, uh, I think that's a great message to, to end on. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for, for joining the show and uh, look forward to catching up again in the near future. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Good talking to you, Mike. Uh, see you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.